Hey everyone, and welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking life through the perspective of us four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Lauren. I'm Sophie. I'm Ava. And I'm Grace. <laughs> so, you may or may not have noticed, but we have been gone for the last couple of weeks. And with that, we've decided to go back to our old style of each of us hosts a show where we come up with the topic. And I was thinking, what should we talk about? And at first I thought we should talk about representation by the people we know in real life. And I realized we've never done an actual like representation episode. So this episode is going to be all about the people who we think represent us, whether that's the people we know, people close to us, or famous people. So to get us started, do you guys have anyone who you think you really connect to, whether that's media or real life? Hmm. Well... Let's see. I'm trying to think of kind of people who are in our community. So that would be Mercer Island. Um, I guess the first person that comes to mind is actually my counselor, Susan Southern. She's I have the, best. the same one. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah, because our last names yeah. are like, yeah. She is honestly super cool, and she's one of those counselors that's very pro taking care of your mental health. So even that, even if that means, like, sacrificing your grades, um, always put your mental health first. And I definitely needed her help during first semester because I had a very bad first semester. Um, but, yeah, she's great. She's, I don't, wait, I think she's, like, Pacific Island. Yeah, she definitely is. Yeah. Um, she talked about Hawaii quite a few times, so that's kind of what I'm assuming. But, anyway, I think it's really nice to have some diversity within our counselors, um, so yeah, that's kind of my person. I mean, kind of on that note, the reason I wanted to talk about representation in our community originally was because my brother, he went to a private school and he was applying for middle schools and they all gave out little pamphlets saying like, you should come to our school because blah, 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 blah. And so one of the things people use to try to like win the kids over and the families is, um, the how many POC work at their school, how many POC oh, yeah. um, go to that school. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them actually had really high numbers, and it like looked balanced. It looked like <laughs> real life, I guess. And then I looked at the Mercer Island number, and I'm not sure what it is, but I know the number of POC teachers is quite low. I personally, I don't think I have any teachers have who are one. people of color. It's my Chinese teacher. <laughs> Oh my gosh, wait, I don't think I have any. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not really common. Ava, that's insane. Ava, do you have any? She's counting on her fingers right <laughs> oh. now. You have one. Just Chinese. Yeah, yeah, just your Chinese. So that's part of why I wanted to talk about this, because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we can't do anything. We can't go and, like, hire the teachers, hire the staff. Oh yeah, also, the numbers of POC staff was disproportionately the people who do janitorial services oh yeah Mm. and like security and are we surprised no is that disappointing yeah yeah i noticed that everybody who works in like the cafeteria and the lunch stuff well not everybody but almost everybody um they're poc and it's really nice to see but you know i wish we had some like teachers who are poc and i know that's not like an uncommon thing it's not that there are no teachers who are people of color for some reason mercer island just doesn't have very many and this is really surprising considering that at this christian private school i went to where i was one of the only asian girls well i was uh wait let me think so there was one other girl 
who was Asian in my entire grade. And I still had maybe three or four teachers who are POC. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's up with Mercer Island, but we got to change that. I mean, I think it's especially interesting because, as we've talked about before, our school is mostly white or Asian. And as, like, not as diverse as that is, it's interesting to see that that's not represented in staffing either. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of staffing, um, orchestra, we're on the hunt for a new orchestra teacher. And it's really cool because we're having this whole, like, auditioning process but for the teacher. So on Monday, so that's going to be the day after this airs, um, we're going to have two candidates, and they're going to come in, and I hope at least one of them is a POC. That would be really nice. Mm -hmm. I think another, like, common thing is that um, the only black staff that we have specifically is just security guards, which is really peculiar. And one time... um, Lauren and I were doing weights for school volleyball, and the person who directs our weights is Coach Kelly. And so he, afterwards, when we were, like, cooling down before the next group would come oh, yeah. in. Also, before we get into that, just shout out to Kelly. I doubt you're listening. But um, he's just, like Grace was saying, her counselor is a person who really, like, stresses mental health. He's a person like that. Like, after weights, he'd sit us down and just, like, talk about life and how we shouldn't put too much on our plates and all that. So shout out to Kelly. So when we would be cooling down, he would talk to us about um, a bunch of different topics. And one time he was talking about, I think this was during Black History Month or actually no, no, it was way earlier. Yeah, It was way before. Um, But they were talking about or he was talking about how the only black staff they have is security guards. And he was talking about how he went to the school board and wanted there to be more like Uh, black staff and they were like we have black staff like the security guards but he wants there to be like black teachers instead of just like random occupations around the school and I thought about it and um they're like it's it's pretty much not pretty much it's like 100 percent true like I I've only seen two black staff here both of them are security guards and I feel like that's kind of weird I mean I think also one thing he talked about is how he was really treated as the token and as, you know, the poster child, I guess. Because in our, we have this thing in our school called Islander Hour. And it's basically like they do like mini assemblies then or like study time. And so in one of the presentations, it was on for Black History Month. And he talked a ton in that. Okay, that's kind of it for our school. But... School isn't the only thing that's part of our community. Mercer Island, we have a ton of businesses. And what I've noticed is that the Asian restaurants are kind of hidden in the corner. Mm -hmm. And then the non-Asian restaurants are, like, kind of out there. I don't know if that makes sense. Front and center. Yeah. I didn't know we had a teriyaki place until, like, two months ago. I didn't know that until today. Oh, what? We should go. We had a teriyaki place. It's actually really good, but it's literally in, like, the corner. Yeah. A lot of the Asian places on the island, like, I guess one could describe them as hole in the wall, even though they're not. But it's just, like, compared to, like, the McDonald's or whatever and, like, the Starbucks. Yeah, I don't know. It's not just the location. I think I think it's also the fact that these Asian businesses 
are like family-owned businesses so they don't have like thousands and thousands of dollars to spend on like renovations so usually like for example the teriyaki place or the pho place on the island like Mm -hmm. they're a little bit they're very loved (laughs) if that makes sense um and then for example for example, a place that um, I go to with my friends, like Sophie, is Sano Cafe. And Sano oh, yeah. Cafe is like a museum in there. Yeah, it's like a like an art exhibit or something. It's really like aesthetic and mm-hmm. it's always like bustling. Mm-hmm. I wish like the family owned businesses would have that many customers. I mean, I think the thing is with Mercer Island, though, it's not really known for its food. It's not really known for much other than having an affluent community, honestly. And so... Like, we can't really come down on the restaurants that much. Like, do I wish there was better food here? Do I wish there was more Asian restaurants? Yes. But I feel like just, like, logically, infrastructure-wise, that wouldn't really check out. Yeah. I don't don't know. And I'm trying to think of some other places in our community where this applies. Um, But it's kind of hard to do that because Mercer Island is a very unique community. I mean, kind of moving on from that, on the note of restaurants, um, like the people in our community, not specifically Mercer Island, but I have this little story I like to tell of how one time me and my dad and my brother went to go pick up Chipotle for our family, and we were going through the line, whatever, and the woman behind the counter goes, what are you guys mixed with? And for me, that was such a moment of, like, identity. (laughs) Identity. (laughs) That was such a moment for me of identity euphoria because I'm a very white passing person, as I've mentioned in the past. So for this woman to talk to ask our family, like, oh, what are you guys mixed with? It was so like, oh, my gosh, like people realize that we exist. Like, oh, my gosh. And we went on to have this conversation and she talked about how she was. mm, I don't remember completely, but I think she was Filipino and Native American. Not sure. But it was really cool to for me and my brother to kind of have me, my brother and my dad to have that recognition. And I think that really goes to show you that like representation doesn't have to be on the big screen as much as we appreciate that as well. It can be within our own community. I think I, I get what you mean. And that's never happened to me, SMH. <laughs> Wishing it would. But... um. It's really interesting when I like go to school and I hear about different people. I think our school is kind of unique in the sense that like there's a a large Asian Asian population, but not many of them are Filipino. And I remember one time in like eighth grade, the like only full Filipino kid at the school, I'm pretty sure he came up to me and he's like, "Are you Filipino?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "How much?" And I'm like, "Half." And he's like, "Ugh." Uh, why is everybody here half? And I was all like, <laughs> I was like, I can't control it. What's wrong with being half? And it like, I, I remember that so distinctly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, definitely nice to have a lot more Asian people at Mercer Island. Um, it's a big change from my old school. But at the same time, I don't feel like every single ethnic group is represented here. No, not at all. Yeah, I think if we're... So, to anybody listening to this who's not from Mercer Island, when we say Asian people, we mean East Asian people. And when we mean East Asian people, we mean Chinese people. Yeah, Chinese. Majority of people here are Chinese. Or white. Or white. And there's a lot of Jewish people here, too. 
Just oh, a yeah, fun yeah, little yeah. fact. We're the Jewish epicenter of Washington. Fun fact. Yeah. It's pretty because cool. of redlining. If you go, uh-huh. go and do some research on that. Yeah, we learned about that recently. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, <laughs> that's besides the point. There is a lot of Chinese people here. And I remember in like sixth grade or something, a bunch of kids would try and like guess my ethnicity and they'd be like, you're Chinese, right? I'd be like, um, <laughs> no. Like, I'm prideful in the fact that I'm Filipino, but I can't really show it because I'm so white right now. Like, I get tan. <laughs> you mean pale. Oh, pale. <laughs> I'm so pale right now. Um, and it makes me, like, seem like I'm not Filipino, so I feel like I can't be prideful about that because it's like I'm barely Filipino. I'm, like, super, super pale, um, which is, like, a completely different topic that we've talked about before, like, a long, long time ago. Um, but that was my... I mean, that's kind of, like, the experiences I've had with Filipino people in my community. Not all of them were positive. Or, actually, none of them were positive. Um, but it's cool knowing that others exist. I mean, I guess the moral of the story from that is um, don't let people take away from your identity. And? And? <laughs> speaking of identity... Oh, yeah, plug it, plug it. So, at the beginning of this episode, in post, I will have put in my trailer for um, my new show called Identity. It's a play on words, in case you couldn't tell. And it's going to be all about, obviously, identity. And it's going to be pretty cool. (laughs) I'm going to be producing a lot of unique episodes, I think. Um, I'm going to try and do something different, and I'm going to try and make each episode more like a story rather than just, like, an episode, I guess. And... um, yeah, my first uh, introduction, It's it features Lauren, and no. I think it's pretty cool. It's like 30 seconds long, so um, be on the lookout for that if you want to hear more about this kind of topic. But back to representation. <laughs> back to representation. I guess, unless you guys have any more to say about our community, I think we can kind of turn over to media. That sounds good. I mean, usually when we talk about representation, we don't talk directly about our community. So I think that was a good way to start it. Um, But if we're talking about representation in the media, um, I guess we could talk about... Remind me how to pronounce it. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah, I guess we could talk about that movie because, you know, it was quite a big one. Yeah. I love Shang-Chi, and the other day, Lauren and I were going live, and we talked about Shang-Chi and how we were, like, hoping to see it win an award in the Oscars. Is, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. The Grammys? Oscars? Grammys is for music! Whatever. <laughs> in the um, Oscars this year, and it didn't, because Dune, like, swept the floor. Facts. So he's a little salty towards Dune, but... I know. I've never what watched it. Yeah. I've never watched okay, it. Okay. You guys got to stop hating on it until I'm you can I'm not hating on it. I just said I want a spot for Shang-Chi because I anyway. thought it was so good. I thought the music was good. I thought the effects were good. And I thought the story was especially like really cool. And I liked um, how the cast was like basically all Asian. And it was cool to see like a Marvel movie that was Asian, which is like so weird to like talk about because I feel like since we're in 2022... This should be normal by now, but, like, you'd be surprised that so little media actually has, like, um, Asian main characters and not just, like, the quirky, smart Asian friend role instead of, like, the hero. And I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. So with um, Shang-Chi and Ten Ring, (laughs) (laughs) Shang-Chi Ten Rings, Um, (laughs) 
with Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. The actor who plays Shang-Chi, is, his name is Simu Liu. And I knew him before Shang-Chi because he was in Wong Fu, if you guys ever have seen that. Yeah. Wong Fu, the best. We can go into that later. But what I kind of want to talk about is how he was in this show called Kim's Convenience. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Kim's Convenience is a little is a sitcom where it's around this family, the Kims, and they're Korean-Canadian and how they run a convenience store in Ontario. Not yeah. sure. Canadians don't come for me. And so what was interesting is Simu Liu is Chinese, but he played the role of the uh, Korean guy. He was like, you know, the hot older brother or whatever. Um, so I think this kind of topic has been on my mind for a while because is it really representation if someone of a different race is playing? Uh, the, you know, because that's really yeah. interesting to me because... He's very, he has a lot of pride around being Chinese, but for him to go and play the role of, you know, the Korean brother who's kind of, like, separated from the family, who's very whitewashed. Emo. <laughs> Not emo, but... Oh. Or should I say, emu. Get it? Like, simu? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, what was I saying? So, I don't know. Bro. I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on that, because with a lot of this, it's kind of been, like... I'm a very white person, so what do the people who are, you know, more Asian than me think about that kind of stuff? I can feel the I can feel the stares on me. Um, you know what? It would been it would have been nice if a Korean actor could play the Korean part. I feel like that just makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does make sense. Um, and I don't really see anything wrong with it because it's not like that one Scarlett Johansson movie oh. where they literally cast Scarlett Johansson <laughs> for the Asian girl. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah, so it's not like that. But at the same time, I feel like we're in a position and we live in a time where we can ask for specific things. Yeah, yeah. I think we deserve it too. That's that's why it's so interesting to me because it's like, oh my gosh, a show about an Asian family. But, you know, yeah. all the yeah. caveats. I actually... Um, this reminds me of this one, uh, movie, Sia made it, like, S-I-A. Yeah, yeah, oh my god, yeah, yeah, I know what and you're And she made about. a movie, um, who starred Maddie Ziegler, and it, it was her oh. as, like, an autistic person. And yeah. I was just thinking about that, because I was like, if, in that movie, we want an actual autistic person to play the autistic person, obviously, because we have actors who are autistic, and it would be better for representation, so, um... You know, that's another form of representation. I think that's really important. So I feel like we should treat um, this Kim's convenience thing with, like, a similar mindset. Although I would say this one possibly not as severe because, like, I, I, I honestly don't know how autism works. But I'm pretty sure a lot of autistic people online have spoken on that movie and said it's, like, really, sure. like, misrepresenting them. And I wouldn't say in Kim's convenience anybody is, like, super misrepresented yeah represented i think the thing with that as well is i think they he took the time to you know educate himself on you know his role and whatnot so i think in that case it's kind of like it's bad but it could be worse yeah (laughs) Yeah. the thing is if i'm gonna be honest kim kim's convenience and then also i don't know if you guys know fresh off the boat oh yeah yeah I love those shows, and growing up, I was like, these are my shows. These were made for people like me. But now, I actually really dislike the idea. And here's the reason why. 
I think the writing is great and I think the actors are great. I think everything is really cool. But I'm kind of sick of having like movies and TV shows specifically about Asian people. Oh, I feel I like get, I you, 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 you go to you, I mean, right? <laughs> I could not talk. Um like for example, Kim's Convenience, like it's very stereotypical Korean family. It's very stereotypical because even though the entire show is supposed to show you, like, you know, people can be different, whatnot, and, like, um, the mom and the dad, they have uh, kids who are not stereotypical Asian kids. But they're still, like, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels so forced. And, Mm. um, like, with Fresh Off the Boat, for example, uh, Jessica, she's the main character. She's played by Constance Wu. Um... And she plays the stereotypical Korean, or not Korean, Chinese tiger parent. And, like, not all Chinese people are like that. Um, That feels weird to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, when you're talking about Fresh Off the Boat, that reminded me. It's the exact opposite thing of Kim's Convenience. Because for the dad, Randall Park plays the dad. Randall Park is a Korean man. He's playing a Chinese dad. (laughs) And so... I don't know. It just keeps... Yeah. I don't know. Oh, also on the note of Randall Park and Constance Wu, like, Hollywood is reusing the same Asian actors, like, Mm -hmm. over and over again. Yeah. Like, Constance Wu, we love her, but she played um, Rachel in Crazy Rich Asians, Mm -hmm. and she played Jessica in um, whatever that was. Fresh Off the Boat. (laughs) Fresh Off the Boat. And then there's Michelle... I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It starts with a Y. Um, she plays the mom in Crazy Rich Asians. She has a new uh, movie coming up. And I've oh yeah, seen her everywhere. She was in Shang-Chi. Too. She was in Shang-Chi. Yeah, she okay, was. The thing is, her and Tony Leung, I don't know if you said, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. said his name correctly, they did stuff in like old martial arts movies, too, which I think is cool. But that's kind of straying from our point. But. but yeah, I just, I don't know. It feels weird, man. And the thing is... The everyone who was involved with Crazy Rich Asians, like we literally see them everywhere, mm-hmm. and I love that, love that for us. But there are definitely people out there. It's not like we have a lack of like Asian actors, right? Mm-hmm. No, we don't. I'm sure there are many. So I feel like Hollywood needs to start casting new people. Um, they actually kind of did that with the movie Aladdin. It came out twenty. 20- 29 20. no it was like 2018 2017 20, i remember because yeah. lauren it was and I in were seventh in grade yeah sophie it. and i saw in the theaters we it was loved it. when we were in seventh grade so three years ago uh they remade the movie aladdin into a live action film and for that they casted will smith which was which was pretty good casting um i have a lot to say about his acting oh and yeah the slap the slap let's not forget yeah let's not forget um <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> the slap. <laughs> okay, so if you're looking or re- listening to this after or like sometime where that what we're saying doesn't make sense, it's the 2022 Oscars and Will Smith sma- slapped Chris Rock because he said something about his wife. Yeah, he went. He walked up and he said, "Get my wife's name out your bleeping mouth!" Bang. Yeah. Anyway, it was really thing. entertaining. Um, but yeah, so Will Smith was in it, and then this guy named, I'm, I'm blinking on his name, uh, but 
who played the girl who played Jasmine, her name is Naomi Scott. Oh, and yeah, she's yeah. half Indian and half British. British. And then, oh, guys, she was in Lemonade Mouth. Did yeah, you guys she ever was. watch that? Yeah. Oh, I loved that movie. I love Lemonade Mouth. Um, and I love her too. And I think she's super talented. And I really like her. And I think she's really pretty. But there was a lot of um, backlash because she was only half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have a little thing to say about that. And it's that, like, you might think I'm about to, like, defend her or whatever. But there was this, there's this actress. Her name is something I'm forgetting at the moment. Oh. Let me look it awesome. up. Because she's the one I sent an email to, and then her agent was like, what oh, do you oh, think Oh, 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 oh. Um, um, what was her? Tiffany. Tiffany. I'm looking. Tiffany Liu, maybe? Tiffany and Co. No, uh, no. Uh, oh, uh, Nina Liu, Nina Liu. Okay. Oh, anyway, okay. So, oh, her her character's name was Tiffany. Anyway, so Nina Liu, um, she played, uh, I don't know, her name's Tiffany on this series Bunked, which is like the like second show. half of Jesse from Disney Channel. So and good. she re- definitely plays the stereotypical Asian character. Mm-hmm. She's so got the tiger annoying. mom. She's so practicing annoying. violin all the time, you know. And she, after she was out of that role, really advocated about how much she hated playing that. And she went on to do, like, a series of things, of YouTube videos, talking about um, representation in the industry and how whitewashed the industry is. And I remember looking at one of her thumbnails on her videos, and it was like, they casted a Asian girl again. And that was really interesting <laughs> to me because we know colorism is a thing for sure. Yeah. In every culture. And I think it's just especially interesting to see not only colorism, but, you know, the mixed blood-ism. Yeah. I think it's... I, I actually want to go back to the Aladdin one because that actually kind of shocked me. Because I, first of all, forgot she was half British. <laughs> and... I don't even know how to feel about the backlash. Like, I, I think I'm pretty much just, like, neutral. I, to be honest, I I couldn't tell that she was half. Um, but I do remember hearing stuff about that. And I don't, I, I just don't know. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of confusing mm-hmm. because I don't know which side I should take. Yeah. Yeah. Mina, Mina Masood is the name of the actor who played Aladdin. And... Mina Masood, he is, like, he was born in Egypt, and then he moved to the U.S. when he was, like, four years old. Um, So people were very happy with that casting. But the thing is, he was, like, a brand new actor. Like, this was, like, the first thing he ever did. And you can kind of see that in his acting, that he's not, um, he's a little bit awkward. But, (laughs) you know, obviously it's his first time ever playing And it fits his character as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, Naomi Scott, on the other hand, she just did an excellent job. And I think she has, like, the best voice ever. Um, she did mm-hmm. so good. Uh, and I'm really sad that she got that backlash. But I can't blame them. I mean... I can't blame them. If I got... Like, imagine if a half-Chinese, half-white girl played Mulan. Yeah, oh, that yeah. would be... Yeah. A thing. But, you know, as we're talking about the backlash and, you know, colorism within that... As much as half-white um, actors are preferred, we don't see, like, representation on screen, except there's this show that my family started watching in the fall, I think, and my mom turned it on. She's like, Lauren, it's this, like, 
redo of this 80s or 90s show called Doogie Hauser. And I was like, that name's weird. No, thank you. And then she, we watched it as a family later on. And it puts a spin on it because it's a half Asian Hawaiian and half white family. And the daughter is, you know, if you know Doogie Hauser, it's about this kid who's a doctor as a teenager. Same idea. Um, the daughter is the doctor as a teenager. Oh, I saw and, this. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was really cool to see because it's so accurately casted. Um, I forgot the actors' names, but she plays Andy Mack, right? Yeah, she plays Andy Mack, and so the there's a parent. I think his name is the actor's name is Jason Derulo. <laughs> Let me look Wait, it up. The guy who plays um, the guy who plays Andy Mack's dad. That's not even okay. <laughs> we need to find out what these actors' names are. Mm-hmm. Um. But the dad in that TV show, he's also in a couple other things. Like, I recognize yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Okay, Jason Scott Lee. I yeah, almost said yeah, Jason yeah. Lee Scott. Jason Scott Lee plays the dad. He played the evil guy in the new Mulan. Um, but he and another woman are the parents. And it's so accurate, the casting. Like it, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is mixed kid pride at its finest. Because you have the girl, and she's half Asian. You have a brother who's half Asian, and fun fact, Sophie and I actually know him from, like, middle school or something, because Sophie, he used to be, like, a musician, Sophie really liked his songs. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so I remember looking him up way back when, when Sophie was like, this guy's song's good, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, he's half Japanese. And so you have, you know, the half, the mixed half and half sister, you got the mixed half and half older brother, and then the youngest kid, that's a different story. Um, I don't believe he's mixed. Um, that's not as well casted. But, you know, I can overlook that because um, everything else is being represented. The casting is so accurate. Like, except for the youngest brother, they look like a family. Like, you'd see them at the mall and be like, yep, there you go, family. Um, so that was really just, like, mixed kid euphoria for me. Speaking of good castings, what you said about Mulan earlier, I think Mulan is very well casted. Okay, so maybe I'm the only one who thinks that. Because I'm looking at the Mulan cast right now, and I really like um, all the actors who played the side characters. I think they did a really good job. Like, for um, example, like, the guy who plays the bad guy, I feel like that was really good. And then um, Chen Po, I feel like they cast him very well. I need to, like, refresh my memory. I haven't watched the movie still. Since my, my boycott back in the day, I... I'm still doing that. I'm yet to watch it. So I can't really speak on the acting or whatever. <laughs> the acting or whatever. Um, I can't really say, but they are definitely Asian. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the bare minimum is best. Okay, so you heard my little speech about Doogie Kameloha and how much I loved that mixed family. Um but what about you guys? Do you have anything, any shows, any celebrities who you think are really, you know, you feel connected? That's your person. Nope. Next. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, go into depth. Nope. Why? Um, I ha- I'm yet to see, like, a Filipino actor, actress, um, that plays, like, a major role. I mean... I, I mean, like, 
the closest thing I got is like something in Shang-Chi. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo's half Filipino, right? She is? Yeah. Yeah, she is. I did not know that. Okay, so yeah. we're learning new things every day. I thought she was white. I know. Oh, she yeah. looks okay. pretty white. OMG. It's a whole thing. I heard people talk about this and how, yes, she's half Filipino, but nobody talks about it because white people are what sells. Uh, Dang. Yeah. I also am not super much, super, I'm not a super big fan of her as an actor in general. I mean, I thought. What about as a singer? As a singer? I mean, yeah, she's good. I'm not a huge fan of any of her songs in particular, but High School Musical, the musical, the series was <laughs> pretty good. Pretty um, yeah. Should have won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, that stuff was good. And, um,. Yeah, I thought she was really annoying in the show, though. So I can't say I feel connected to her. She wasn't, like, representing... Actually, no, she was um, in High School Musical, the musical, the series. (laughs) Um, Her mom... Like, she had a a lesbian set of parents, and they were both, like... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Asian or whatever. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and then she had a Lola, right? I think that was all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess they did a oh, little bit. Oh, Do you that remember? reminds me. No, not oh. of her. Of oh. Ned from Spider-Man. Ned. I'm pretty sure he had a Lola. He does. We love and Ned. And I just remembered because she looked exactly like my Lola. And she like had like the hair, the same exact hair. And they spoke in some sort of Filipino dialect. It might have been Tagalog. I can't really remember. But I remember seeing that and being like, guys, I'm Filipino too. Oh, okay. That was so Something cute. Something that reminds me of that is we... One time, Grayson, Sophie, and Ava were over at my house, and we were just, like, watching random music videos. I don't remember what else we were doing, but we kept watching Bruno Mars, and oh, Sophie yeah. kept being like, that is a true Filipino person. He oh sings how a Filipino person sings. Oh, yeah. I Every would comment- Filipino has that mustache. <laughs> no, no, no. Love that. It's because I, like, his eyes, they're, like, exactly Filipino. Like, Filipinos have a specific kind of eye. My mom has them. They're kind of deep set. They're really round. And I have They're that really image. Big and yeah. Beautiful. I have <laughs> 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 and I have a specific image and I saw him and I was like, Yep, that man is Filipino. And he is, in fact, Filipino. Slime. And I kind of like to pretend I'm like associated with him because I'm like, I'm Filipino too. You know? I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he has he has the Filipino hitchhiker thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you guys Next. remember Arden Cho? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, explain, explain. Um, I actually don't know if she's Korean, but I just remember growing up, like, Wong Fu. Um, she was in, like, a couple um, movies and TV shows. I don't, I don't know. There wasn't anything specific she did, but I knew she existed, and she definitely oh, cool. represented... <laughs> Um, the young Asian girls out there, like me. I don't know. I thought it was really nice, like, seeing an Asian face, and I don't know. She's just really beautiful, and (laughs) I'm pretty sure she did, like, a movie recently. I'm pretty sure she's married, um, but it's really cool seeing that she's, like, out there, happy, living her life. Um, I just remember having such good memories of watching her stuff and then Wong Fu just in general um I, I don't know I just like every single time they would upload a new video or like a skit I would always look up whoever the actors were um and that's how I got to know some of like the smaller Asian actors like I don't know if you guys remember The Bachelor 
Yes, Asian yeah, Bachelor the one Asian and two, bachelor. the best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the guy who was in Maze Runner. <gasps> oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. I love oh my god! Him. Oh my god! Yeah, Wait, was yeah, it yeah. Minho? It was Minho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is the best. We love we we Sophie and our other friend Logan. We watched all the Maze Runner movies over the summer. I was a devoted Maze Runner book reader. Um, Mino was my favorite from the start. Gotta love him. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just feel like um, growing up and having Wang Fu, having Arden Cho, um, it was really, really nice. And also, I have distinct memories of, like, the... It was, like, the violin... It wasn't violin. It was, like, the music community. Um... There's this one guy, he dances and he plays the violin at the same uh, time. Uh, <laughs> and he's like this Asian dude. And I remember he would always do collabs with other Asian musicians. Um, and they had like a little YouTube community. And I don't know. I think now that I think about it, the most representation I felt wasn't always on the big screens. Sometimes it was just like on YouTube and now TikTok and stuff. Personally, I think some people who represent me in media is two set violin. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. There were two um I think Taiwanese Australian musicians, uh violinists who are are YouTubers and they're pretty big. Um mm-hmm. they have like three million? Yeah, they three have million, definitely yeah. millions. And they're sort of representing the classical music um industry and yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't just yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I think what's really cool is that they represent, like, all of the nerdy, like, orchestra kids. Because mm-hmm. they don't make just content about, you know, playing these amazing pieces. Like, they make funny content. Yeah. Um, it's, like, comedic. Uh, and there are, like, a lot of inside jokes. Yeah. Like, about <laughs> violas. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. There's just a lot. And they have, like, merch. Um, they've played concerts. Yeah. Like, they've hosted concerts and they've done, like online concerts i'm pretty sure like they're huge and um i don't know i i I like them (laughs) whoa really like you guys are saying like i don't know much about classical music but i know two set so i think Mm -hmm. that's a cool thing yeah so if you guys weren't able to tell we have a lot to say about representation whether that's you know our community or the big screen and with all that i hope we can get more representation in our school in our community, in media. Um, But thank you everyone so much for listening. And I believe we're almost at 5,000 downloads. Mm -hmm. So very exciting. Thank you for supporting us throughout all of our journeys here. And thanks so much for listening again. And we'll see you next time.